Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Going Long Podcast. Uh, it's the end of week 14 and Callum and I are going to look through the top five teams in the NFL in our own opinions, contrast and compare. Certainly we are. Hopefully we will be able to get more than two minutes into this recording without somebody barging in and asking us how long we're going to be <laughs> yeah, like we just had. This is take two. We, we record at my college and the great facilities that they provide for me and uh, seeing as it's a bit late, someone just came in to hurry us out of here pretty much but we said if we'll record this episode then we'll leave so he said he agreed with our pick for the fifth overall we are not doing joint picks but we've already done top, our fifth one in the previous recording and we do have the same yes we, we found out that we both selected shall we just begin yeah let's go the fifth best team in the nfl according to us are the kansas city chiefs yes anytime you as they just did go into foxborough and beat the Patriots, you're going to be in my top five list the coming week. It's, yeah. it's got to be. It was sitting at nine and four. Uh, we discussed this earlier. The they probably be have a better record than that. Even nine and four is a strong team, but at the start of the season they were looking like one of the best, and they had a four week absence of Patrick Mahomes due to a dislocated knee, which sounds awful. Yeah, I so I honestly I thought he was going to be gone for like seven years. Yeah. I heard dislocated knee, and I, that sounds like a bad thing. Nah, but they apparently they just, they just pop it back in. You know what I mean? Rub, uh, rub some dirt on it, and in you go, Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> good man. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good to have him back. Uh, he is a wizard with the football. Yeah. We've talked plenty about Patrick Mahomes, yeah. as has every other person with an opinion yeah. about and the NFL. Towards the beginning of the year, uh, when Patrick Mahomes was in, there was no Tyreek Hill. They're both back and healthy at the business end of the season. Uh, yeah, if you're going to have them only at one end of the season, that's the time yeah, to have Yeah, that's the end you want them. So, yeah, they, I think they could climb up to third or second even if they win the next three games convincingly, do you know what I mean? But it's just because they've had a bit of a rough middle of the season. If the Patriots drop another game at some point in the next three and the Chiefs win out, Chiefs will be the two seed yeah. and the Patriots will have to go on the road versus either the Chiefs or the Ravens. So this could quite stack, quickly co- start stacking up against New England. Yeah, for sure. I think the impressive thing about Kansas City is obviously the fact that they've stayed afloat is great. Travis Kelsey did a lot of work for them yeah. over the last few weeks. They have like, I swear they have like seven or eight guys called Williams on their team, all <laughs> of whom seem to just be catching 90-yard touchdowns. Where, do, where do they pull these speedster wide receivers from? Because like, I was just recovering from the fact they had Tyreek Hill, then Sammy Watkins shows up, starts catching 200 yeah, yards per game, and then these sort of Williams brothers, the, the, the nine Williams twins, are all, <laughs> are all equally as fast and equally as able to get open. It's a scary offense, especially yeah. with Travis Kelsey over the middle, who is by far the second best tight end in the league. <laughs> behind George Kittle of the 49ers but yeah they, uh, they seem to be privy to whatever secret sauce the Steelers have for their late round pick wide receivers yeah the Chiefs seem to be working that same magic because they just are producing guys all over the place mm. and then on defense you've got Chris Jones at defensive tackle who we already know is an incredible player mm. he stuffs up the middle like no one else and the rest of the defense kind of flexes around him so even when a guy might go down or they might not have the biggest name talent, although they do have Frank Clark, who's yeah. a great pass rusher. Um, everything comes back to the middle. They play from inside out. 
They can stop the run. It's, uh, it's just, quite an impressive team. If you've got, like, the defensive tackle is such an important position because if you've got someone that literally every play doesn't go as the offense planned it, like, they're the first right. line of, like, snap, two seconds later, this didn't go as we planned it, we've got to make an adjustment. When you've got a player like him, that is Absolutely. every single yeah. snap. Even if he doesn't get to the quarterback or get to the running no, back, he's he just, causing havoc. You don't want to compare him to Aaron Donald because no Aaron one Donald compares is, to Aaron is Donald. Sh- is a monster of the highest order. But yeah, he, he does the same thing for his. But team. he's a he's a disruptor mm. on, on a similar on level. every single play. So yeah. it, it kind of it reduces not that the their whole the rest of their defense is terrible or anything, but it reduces the amount that they have to do. They're slightly have an edge, an edge on at every the start play. of every play. Exactly, yeah, it's great. Um. Do you want to move on? Do you want to talk about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's who talk... Who do you have at number at four? At number four, I've got Seattle Seahawks sitting at 10-3 and three right now. Have you been looking at my notes? No? Have you got the Seahawks as well? <laughs> at number four, I have the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. This Ru- is one I thought we might differ on as well, because the next few are... Ki- uh, the next couple, the next two, I was worried that I didn't know who to put where uh, between the Seahawks and my number three pick, but we uh, both land on the Seahawks. Russell Hustle and Bustle will always be in my top five. (laughs) Honestly, the amount that man does is unbelievable. Yeah, they're one of those teams that you do talk a lot about one man. They don't have as many playmakers on offense as they had maybe in his his two other Super Bowl appearances. They've got a nice uh, running backs room this year. Yeah. Everybody on that team seems to be contributing. Um, I'm going to forget which way around it is. They They have Carson and they have Perry. Yeah. And there's a cute story this week about uh, they were like they were on whatever and goal from the one yard line and Carson who arbitrarily is the starter yeah. ran to the bench and subbed himself out so that Perry could get a touchdown because he'd never had two in a game before <laughs> he'd already had one I like that so like and they were talking this week about you know we're supposed to hate each other we're supposed to compete no way I mean we compete with each other to make each other better but ultimately we're both getting on the field mm. and we're both trying to make something happen whenever we get out there I think that's a great way of looking at it. I like a team with a deep running back position. Yeah, it's good when you can constantly have a running back who's not tired, uh, who's not been in there for every single snap. Yeah, it's yeah. like a bit of fresh legs and a slightly different look if you choose your bigger running back over your slightly quicker running back. And it gives you a lot more options. Even if you have one star running back, having someone with a completely different skill set to sub in for different formations yeah. on defense. It's really always been important it. to have like an off back. Yes. And they, they have a nice pairing. And then we've talked about DK Metcalf a couple of times. Yeah, the rookie receiver. The giant for, receiver. He's enormous. And I said a few weeks ago, if he ever learns to turn, mm. we're going to be in trouble because he's pretty good already and all he does is run a straight line. <laughs> he figured it out. Yeah, yeah. He's been running, he ran a couple of, he's just explosive. So when he runs like an in route, which is your most basic run 10 yards, turn towards the inside of the field and run across the middle. He leaves guys in his dust when he makes that cut. Yeah. He's just gone. It's really cool to see. And Tyler Lockett, who everybody thought was just a returns guy, has really stepped up as yeah. the number one receiver. And again, as we've discussed, in close games, there's nobody... If he's got a chance in the fourth quarter to put them ahead, Russell Wilson is going to do it. And he's... Firmly believe that. He will do... If the Seahawks lose a game, it is not for lack of trying on Russell Wilson's yeah. part. I See, I think so much of them, in fact, that we talked about it on our previous episode, they got waxed by the Rams this week. Yep. Doesn't affect their placing to me. I, I think they're a talented team. They're extremely well coached. Yep. Um, Jadavian Clowney just... A phenomenal pickup yeah, for them. Yeah. They lose one pass rusher in Frank Clark willingly by trade, I guess, because they knew Clowney was coming. They turn right back around. They pick up another one for half the cost. Mm. 
very smart stuff. Just exactly what you would expect from the Seahawks, who, under their current management, basically created the current model for winning a Super Bowl, yeah. which is lots of veterans on low contracts, lots of uh, need to hit on a few draft picks, and guys on rookie contracts. Find that lucky quarterback. And find that one quarterback, and then you're good to go. Um, so you would expect it, and they have been very smart in how they built this team, I feel like. For also, sure. nice to see, I don't have... Maybe the stats don't back this up. He's probably been sacked a load of times. I feel like Russell's not running for his life quite as much as he has been in the last couple of years. No, yeah. It's certainly not a good offensive line, but it has been so bad in the last couple of years. There's been a few clean pockets. He's had time to hang in there and throw it deep. Yeah, yeah, he's got enough. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I think he's just incredible to watch. Like The way he wins games by putting the entire team on his back and just refusing yep. to be beaten. The way he... He can. He's a, he's one of those quarterbacks. He can be behind by twenty five points. He still thinks he's coming out the winner. He's not. He, he's getting his team jazzed up. He's like, right, this is where we score. He's a leader and he's a. He can win a Super Bowl. He's, did did he's you see that. his? Did you see the mic'd up of him like two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, the cheesiest shit I've ever seen. But they love it. It's mm. just he just spends the whole time. It's all right, fellas. We got this. We've been in this situation before. Keep your heads up, fellas. Running up and down the bench, talking to everyone. He's the the exact model of what a quarterback should be and on the opposite side of the ball for them you have Bobby Wagner at middle linebacker basically the quarterback of the defense doing the same thing as long as they have those two guys as much as those back-to-back Super Bowl teams of a few years ago have been stripped for parts Mm. basically as long as they have those two guys one on either side they can really bring along the others that come in to replace those that have left. And another part that is Wilson starting to get the respect that he's always deserved. When he came through in those two teams that were just so talented defensively and they had Marshawn Lynch, who was a big sort of character at running back, yeah. it was like, Russell Wilson's a serviceable quarterback for this team to win. Now it's like Russell Wilson is in the elite quarterback category. I feel like he didn't get the respect he deserved because, I, I mean, when it, since he came into the league, I think he must be up there for most wins of any quarterback. Oh, he is. He, he's yeah. got to be maybe number one, maybe number two. I don't know. Dax had quite a lot of wins. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not but, sure. But, but definitely, he's he's one of he he's bred to win. Since he's came into the league, all he's done is win. And uh, yeah, I think and they're going to be terrible to face in the playoffs. Whoever gets them is kicking themselves. Yeah, because yeah, because the cause of the way the Niners have been performing and like. They could. They are going to be coming into this as a wild card team, most likely. The most and overqualified wild yeah, card team. Yeah, you're you gonna imagine. you're gonna feel like they'll probably come in against the Cowboys, who are under five hundred at this point. So, good luck to them. <laughs> um, Number three. I will I go first? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we're going to have a difference of opinion for one of these. The New Orleans Saints. Are we, my number three team. <laughs> we don't have a difference of opinion. I don't, I don't think we're going to have, have one throughout. But yeah. The Saints with our boy, Drew Brees. Who, oh, who, our boy. Who, by the by, the by <laughs> needs three touchdown passes on Sunday to pass Peyton's 539 all time. Uh, how many records is he going to have by the end of his career? All of them. Yeah, but, but let's hope he can have a second Super Bowl. <laughs> he deserves one. He does. I mean... The Saints, and because of Drew Brees, the Saints have long been that team for me that are like, well, if the Steelers aren't going to win it... I want the Saints on it, yeah. you got to root for somebody. I love the Saints. I love Drew Brees. Especially because of the sort of auspicious way uh, they didn't make the Super Bowl last year. You feel like there's a bit of uh, yeah, I mean, animosity. So last year, Saints go all the way to the NFC Championship game. Um, we have a great matchup 
in the Rams and the Saints in the Superdome in Louisiana. And it comes down basically to an egregious missed <laughs> pass interference yeah, call. The guy was taken out about five seconds before the ball was anywhere near him. Refs don't throw the flag. This has been well documented. This then led to the review that means that you can now those you can now challenge yeah, those. They've plays. changed the rule because of how screwed the Saints got last year. So it's good that they were able to pick themselves back up and come back as one of the strongest teams this year. Because sometimes teams can fall off after one year, and that would be a bad way for a yep. championship caliber team to go out. So yeah. Glad they're going to be back in the playoffs this year. Uh, they're young talent on offense in Nalvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is a beast. Ma- yeah, Michael Thomas is holding all the records uh, for catches made, uh, yards collected, touchdowns just, scored. I mean, we just talked about he's like a hyper. He's a hyper skilled. We just talked about DK Metcalf. Mm. He's like the same build. Yeah. He's huge. He's fast. He's strong, but he runs routes like Antonio Brown. He. Yeah, he's he's unstoppable. Uh, he's him and Drew Brees. He's been fortunate to come into the league. Yeah. As receiver of his talent coming into Drew Brees is going to make him better for the remainder of the his career after Drew Brees is gone because he clearly understands how to run routes. Him and Drew Brees have a connection unlike any in the league at the moment, uh, and the stats back that up. Uh, just a great offensive team, a great offensive minded coach. The only problem is. Yeah, they they can give up quite a lot of points on occasion. Yeah, for sure, they have a couple of good players on that side of the ball. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is a great mm. cover corner. Cam Jordan, a great pass rusher. Though it seems like he's kind of a dick, mm. to be honest with you. Uh, he was like throwing punches a couple of weeks ago mm. for no reason at all. Um, they have playmakers on defense. Yeah, they're not a great defense, but ultimately, when it comes to playoff time. What you need are playmakers. Yeah, you need, they have an offense that can score. I mean, you saw it in the game this week against the Niners. Um, both teams ran up the score in a huge way. Mm. Niners defense made the play. We could definitely see a championship game, a rematch of that game from this Sunday. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you don't need, um, you don't need a great defense to win when you have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas yeah. and all the guys we just talked about. If they, you basically need in the big games, you need an extra possession for your mm. offense. And if between Lattimore and Cam Jordan and the other guys they have on that side of the ball, if they can give the Drew Brees the ball one extra time over the other team, they've done their job. Now, they may have some good performances and you would like to see them tighten up. I'm not saying just sit back there and do nothing. And in the second half, if it's not panning out with Drew Brees, Teddy Two Gloves is ready and willing to come on and turn things around. Right. <laughs> I've never seen it before in my life. Quarterback <laughs> who wears gloves on both hands. Never seen it. What is that about? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah. Saints. Uh. Seahawks. Two good NFC teams. Uh. Yeah. Saints top of their division by a mile. One of the first teams to clinch it. There's. There's not. They've not got any problems for the rest of the season. They could lose these three games and still. It wouldn't really matter. They. They would like to be able to get a, yeah. a bye, of course. Yeah. Um, but. But. They're gonna. Be favored in the first mm. week of the playoffs, no matter what. So. They can relax, I think. They just win out, and you have a chance of getting to the the, the bye. But yeah. even if they don't, they're in such a good rhythm right now that playing the wild card game might not be a bad thing. Mm. Um, you know, they're going to be able to carve up whoever tries to come in there. They're going to be playing at home if they are playing that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming, yeah, currently they would be playing the Vikings in the first 
That's actually an interesting yeah, matchup. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you would always want to buy. I just mean to say, I don't think they're dead because they lost to the Niners no, by two points it, this week. It was unfortunate, and the reason why my number two pick is the 49ers. <laughs> Could they have been a number three if they lost that game to the Saints this week? Do we seriously have... We did not share these. There's <laughs> only one team, because you haven't mentioned them yet, there is only one team you can have as a yeah. number one, which means we have these exactly, exactly the same, in, order. in exactly the same and order. The thing was, I, I swithered, also have the Niners. I, I swithered and changed these about a, yeah, a fair amount, so it's weird that we land on the same thing after having... I think it's pretty clear cut by the time mm. you get down to it. I yeah. think San Francisco established themselves now as they're our number two best team in the league do you have to put them over the Saints for that performance yeah. they put up against them this week gotta remember that game was in New Orleans so as much as it was game could go either way mm. tougher to be the road and to beat the Saints situation. at their own game the, this Niners are the defensive first team they're not been in shootouts and they, they beat the Saints in a Saints style game which got some is serious horse, horses on that yeah. team they've got guys they can turn to yeah, it's hugely promising for them if they should come up against the Saints in the playoffs later on that they can beat the Saints when the Saints are at their best. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it's possible for you to put the Saints above the Niners. Uh, as, like even if they hadn't just played, I just think yeah, the f- Niners can win different types of games. I don't think the Saints can shut out the Niners. Uh, no, I mean, and as you so you mentioned night. before, Jimmy Garoppolo having a great season, really on form in like the last month. George Kittle, to me, is their tight end is maybe the best active football player yeah, he, at the moment, yeah, just in terms he, of form. He is a beast. And he makes the big play against the Saints this week, um, catches the ball in yep. the flat, turns upfield. Guy, dr- he's dragging a guy along by his face mask as he's running for like uh, 30 yards to kill the game. It was spectacular. Uh, and when you have a guy like that on your team and you surround him with the receiving talent that they have, yeah, him and Travis Kelsey just filling the shoes of like Gronkowski and uh, Gonzalez and all these great tight ends that sort of left at once. Always fun and now, to have great. Yeah, now we've got a couple of really, really big tight ends in the league. It's a great position, and like when you get one that's such a good receiver, such as Kittle or Kelsey, it's impossible to stop them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think a huge part of that offense, and just to complement the best defense in the league. <laughs> Um, worth me. I mean, even the wide receivers that they have on that team, really pretty impressive. They, so they pick up Sanders around about yeah. the trade deadline, which has been a huge pickup from them, getting yeah. from Denver. He compliments Kittle so well. Marcus Goodwin, also having a great season, has an ability to just appear open as if from nowhere. Obviously, it helps that there's a lot of other stuff mm. going on in this field, but like, you'll just see it sometimes. Just how did he get in that much space? And great for those like third and six, third and sevens, just finds his way open mm. and always is available over the middle. Yeah, um, yeah, great pairing there. And the running backs as well. We talked about the running backs for the Seahawks. It's like running back by committee, which is kind of the way the position seems to be going now. They have like three or four guys taking regular snaps in there so who all have different skill sets that they bring to the table. Yep. Uh, for-, yeah. for all we're talking about their offense... As you say, also probably the best defense in football. So yeah, for sure. I mean, coming into this year, they were kind of an unknown factor because Garoppolo had been out for the majority of the previous year. He was coming into his first team, and like clearly their star player is Bosa, who no one knew was going to be as good as he was. So they really have 
sort of it's all came together this year for the Niners who yeah. haven't really they made it to the Super Bowl back in 2012 and then since then it's been a steady decline with the, the loss of Kaepernick kind of just some nothing years yep uh, they pick up Jimmy G and then his first two years are marred by injury and it's really it is nice to see the, the Niners in the playoffs again you know what I mean we've missed them yeah it's cool it's, they're one of those teams that just when you see that badge on the side of the helmet yeah. it just feels obviously they were the NFL team in the 80s and it's yeah. good, good to see them being a, a star team again yeah I, I totally agree however I don't think they're the best team in football no. for all we have just gushed no, about them no I, I don't think they are as well and I think they, they could be they could come a cropper in the NFC as well like the Saints and the Seahawks there's not much between them but no. they're the best for me so far and I think whoever has the number one seed in the NFC will make the Super Bowl is basically Well, that's my been opinion. the pattern for the last yeah, few years. Yeah. There's been a lot of like just one seeds make the Super Bowl mm. because home field is so important yeah, in the playoffs. In a big game because it's like obviously going to be two great teams facing each other in the championship game and whoever's at home has that advantage. So. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the best team in the NFL and I don't think anyone could say otherwise is the Baltimore Ravens. It hurts We, t- we talk about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens every week but I think... One of the parameters that puts them number one is they've beaten the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Niners already. Yeah. They, they've beaten these other big teams. Like Their schedule's been difficult, and they've never looked worried in any of those games that they've no, won either. They've, they've run the score up on teams like none I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's unreal. Total offense, they're second overall. Weirdly, the Dallas Cowboys are first overall in total offense. Do you know this? They must have just got a lot of yards. Yeah, I think I did see that. There's Ravens first in points scored. Yes, uh, unsurprising. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've hung four. They must have put up 40. I don't have it in front of me, but mm. like four times yeah. so far. Uh, second overall in, in rushing, in, in offense. Mm. Um, of course, they are first in rushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are just a shade over 200 yards on the ground per game. Yeah, that's... The okay. rushing attack of that team is unbelievable. Lamar, the Lamar to Mark Ingram... Like option offense yeah. is unstoppable. It's, We've it, talked about it before. It, it's it's just like the uh, brainchild of this Ravens back office, which over yeah. the over the summer uh, when everyone was like, "Oh, how's Lamar going to be? He's a running back playing quarterback," and they were like, "I'm quietly confident. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're going to be good. I, I think yeah. you're going to enjoy this." And you can see why they just they masterminded the perfect plan for the personnel that they had Harbaugh said over and over again this is going to be an offense like you've never seen yeah, he, it absolutely yeah, he, it lived up to the hype and yeah they, you, they're unstoppable on the ground and what teams do is they're forcing Lamar to throw and then he makes the throws he's not yep. throwing all the time but they're forcing him they're trying to stop that run and he throws a touchdown he's had a couple games this season where he'll go like 16 for 20 throwing yeah, the ball, not which is attempts. a very limited amount of attempts. But he'll go 16 for 20 for 240 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. like, seriously, like he, it's unreal. He, he throws only when he has to. Yeah, exactly. They make him throw it and then he makes the throws. That, that's the main thing you can say. Yeah. And yeah, he's got good receivers down there who like can make him look good. And oh yeah, Hollywood Brown is having kind of a breakout alongside Lamar. I mean, it's there's a lot going on on that team. And then on defensively, the names that you associate with the Ravens' defense have moved on, but the production really has yeah, not. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, even from... Because last year their defense was suffocating amongst an offense that was really, really floundering. Uh, and they did lose a couple of names from there to add to this offense and to make their team better. But yeah, they picked up Errol Thomas, who... Uh, 
What a pickup. He's having a yeah. He was always going to be good, but yeah, he's he's continuing to be Errol Thomas. He's a calming head. He's a leader on defense. Uh, they play hard because I think everyone on that Ravens team just has that buzz where they know they're doing something special. So it's kind of elevating everyone else. Just what Lamar is doing and what the offense is doing. Yep. Yeah, they're sixth overall in 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 defense, in defense as well. Uh, that's which is a combined rating of mm. yards allowed and points allowed mm. and all the rest. To me, the only thing that really matters is points allowed. Yeah. Like the Cowboys are number one in offense from a yardage perspective because mm. they run up and down the field. But if you don't score when you get yeah. there, what does it matter? They are shutting people down um, in, in a pretty serious way. And like you said, they played a tough schedule. And all these other teams that run up these wins and it's like, well, who have you really played? Yeah. I feel like every week they're they're beating a serious contender. Yeah, they, they really have had a, a rough go of it schedule-wise, especially compared to, say, the Patriots, who's... Uh, I mean, there's a reason. Who notably, are not in either of our top five. No, uh, and th- yeah, this is probably one of the first times at this stage of the season they've not been in the top five for yeah. a long time. But yeah, they they really we're gonna regret it. Aren't we? <laughs> oh, just don't even don't even talk to me. If they, if they win it again this year, after we've given them so much uh, hate. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, they probably they probably won't. It'll so to me, the Ravens are. Far and away, I think it's not close. Mm. They are the number one, uh, the, yeah. the number one team in the league. I mean, all I want from the playoffs is to see the Saints and the 49ers and the Ravens and the Chiefs play. Yeah. <laughs> so this happened though. So last year, now this was a different. This was a rookie Lamar coming in mm. with five weeks to go in the season, has a great regular season, but then they get into the playoffs. They go to LA to play the Chargers. Chargers stack the box and it's just over. Yeah. Ravens can't move the ball, can't score nothing because he couldn't throw. He's they, teams can't really stack the box the, quite the same way. They still will try, but they can't. You can't put like eight and nine guys. Yeah, because he's there. throwing the ball so well. Absolutely, uh, it's a different beast play in the playoffs this year. The Ravens by far, yeah. Uh, and yeah, they just no one's had an answer for them all year. So it's just really difficult to imagine them. Like they lost two games in a row when they were still finding their feet defensively I think yeah but uh, in recent weeks they've looked unbeatable like through playing the Seahawks the Patriots the Niners they they beat the Bills this week in a game where their offense wasn't even playing that well it showed that this defense is one of the top defenses in the league because they they held the Bills Uh, I saw on Twitter just to kind of round us out here uh, in our top five discussion worth mentioning so DVOA can't even think what it stands for but DVOA is a complex stat that they use to rank teams, basically. Yes. It combines offensive production with defensive production, with win expectancy, with everything you can imagine. Yep. Currently, in the DVOA rankings, we have Baltimore, and I like this This tweet specifically says, Baltimore, and then open brackets, large gap, <laughs> close brackets, followed by New Orleans, San Francisco, New England, which is mostly a holdover from a, a great start to the season yeah. when they weren't really playing anyone. They've struggled to a win three weeks ago and then lost two in a yeah. row. They're definitely on da- on a downslide, which is why we both have them outside the yeah. top five. But it must be said that they still have incredibly good defensive rankings. Yes. Uh, then Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo, the Rams, the Titans, and the Packers round out the top 12. So I think, other than the fact that New England are in there, we've come up with a pretty solid top five yeah if the patriots are always going to hover around because of the names but other than them take them out of it as we have 
I think a clearly defined top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The ordering you could quibble with. We both come up with the same one, but we both switched around. I like think mad. I think Saints and Seahawks really is a toss up for me. For example, like the, Very, those those two are same record, good. really talented teams. Both have put out big wins. I think those clearly are the best five teams in whatever order you wish mm. to put them, and I think you have to have Baltimore at the top. Yeah, for sure. Um. I mean the Packers. Uh, I'm just trying to think who would have been like. No, I see. I like the Packers, but yeah, there's yeah. no way I would yeah, have them in I the same. I think down there, like the, the, the Packers, Niners, and Patriots are just like a sort of. Not the Niners. Not the Niners. Packers, uh, Patriots, and Vikings. Vikings. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, are kind of all that tier below. Which is a pretty good tier to be in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think the last thing we want to do, we want to just quickly talk about kind of the, just the state of the league. Things are now shaping up to where, as we've just mentioned, we know we, who the best We can kind of see what the playoffs are going to look like right now, uh, barring a few uh, sort of things to be sewn up like towards the bottom of the seedings. Here's my question, just to start us off, because usually we do this kind of thing at the end, but let's mm. put you on the spot. Who do you think will be in the Super Bowl? We did this at the end of our preview series. Who do you now think will be in the Super Bowl, and who do you think will win? Right. I think the Ravens are going to be in the Super Bowl, and... I think I'm going to say the Saints. Yeah. I'm going to say Ravens Saints in the Super Bowl. Interesting matchup. I don't know if yeah. I really thought about those two teams going against each other. Yeah, I I think yeah. Um just because um I know the Niners did beat the Saints uh this week. I mean, oh, it's it's annoying to me because I do just like I, it depends who's the number 1 seed. Because yeah. like the Niners played the Seahawks the last game of the season, they could easily drop that. They could go from like one to five if that's yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say Saints because uh, they didn't get there last year. They've got like a crazy good offense, and I just like them more than the Niners in the playoffs because I've not seen Jimmy G in the playoffs. I've not seen him put together a run like Drew Brees can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with the experience and the Saints. Here's. You want me to tell you exactly what I think is going to happen? Yeah. Specifically. Yes, please. I think the Niners are going to play the Saints in the NFC Championship yeah. game. And I think the Saints are going to lose that game on some kind of a questionable call. <laughs> the same as they did last year. Oh, that would be... Um, then there would be riots. Then what I think is going to happen is Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers are going to make it to the Super Bowl amid much praise. And across the way, they are going to see Bill Belichick Tom Brady mm. and the New England Patriots and history is going to repeat itself as the Saints get screwed a young upstart great team go to the Super Bowl and get dismantled <laughs> by Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots because I've just been sitting on that this whole episode <laughs> I guarantee you Bill Belichick as much as we know we've talked about it before he argued not to trade Jimmy G he wanted to keep him and have him replace Tom Brady when it finally happened and he, his hand was forced and he had to send him away, I promise you, he has like a little breaking case of emergency Jimmy Garoppolo file with everything they have on him from his years mm. as a Patriot. He will reach in there, pull it out for the Super Bowl, and we will see a near exact repeat as... Of the Eagles. Nothing as of the Rams. Rams, oh yeah, the Rams Super Bowl. Yeah. They've been in that many, you can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> been like five in a row <laughs> as a young upstart lighten up the league team try and take on the patriots and just can't go anywhere i hate to say it i don't want to see it 
Right. And I don't can have I the... just can you just explain to me how the, they're gonna go into the bank M and T and come out with a dub? <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah, saying they couldn't dismantle I'm the Niners, much, but how are they gonna? I'm very much leaning on. <laughs> Just the Patriots find a way. Lamar gets injured. <laughs> well, maybe this is a whole yeah. thing. No, but yeah, no. The Patriots. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I just. I fo- no one beats the Patriots twice in a season. No one. Mm. Which is why I think it's bad news that, that the Baltimore and-, <laughs> and the Chiefs already have. And did the Niners play them? In- no, I don't think they no, played. Not played. Which is why I think Bill. There's something about Bill Belichick when he takes a loss. He learns from it better than anyone else. He will put all of those things into the into the machine that is his own brain. <laughs> Turn it off. And, and what will come out is, I don't know what it is because I'm not Bill Belichick. I'm just relying on him. He will produce something that is the perfect game plan and he will defeat the Ravens and then he will defeat the Niners. All right, well, thanks for ruining my year with your dystopian I know, really, <laughs> prediction. I, this did get a bit like, do you remember a couple of years ago, Trump at the inauguration with all his like... <laughs> abandoned warehouses scattered across the land this is like what I'm doing yeah, right yeah, now yeah. it's just everything's terrible well, no uh, like all this time we've been ragging on the Patriots these last two episodes we just recorded in a row you've been sitting on that take yeah. it's gonna drop on Pretty me then I, the Super Bowl winners will be but by the way I haven't been lying I haven't been hiding a take I don't think they're a top five team I still think they will win the Super Bowl <laughs> okay okay um should we wrap? Yeah, let's wrap up. This will be a short one because we just recorded an hour and a we all have one. to go home. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks, guys. I hope you agree with our top five and we'll see you next week, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We might. I fully plan to be here and I'm going to spring this on you before we go because I would love to record your reaction. You're like the lo- the last person I'm telling because mm-hmm. I wanted to surprise you on, on a hot mic. <laughs> Next week is going to be quite hectic for me because on Saturday, I'm driving... I'm not driving. I'm Being riding driven. in a car down to Durham in England, which is about three hours away. And I am collecting a little Cocker Spaniel puppy <gasps> that is going to be my oh very my own. God. That's, I'm incredibly jealous. I'll G- need to come round on Sunday then. Give me the truth <laughs> of it. Is it a good idea or is it a bad idea? It's a great idea. <laughs> I don't think... Like, it's impossible to come home see a dog and be upset like well exactly that's, <laughs> like, you you're know. just gonna be happy at all times i mean uh, yeah no i i, I kind of want a puppy now uh, and i'll probably be around to yours oh my goodness he's just, just sh- showing me a picture uh wow so it's a little black i absolutely spider. intend to record with you and we will but i'm gonna be exhausted yeah <laughs> true. so prepare for like messy unprepared callum next week all right i'll have to uh, do the majority of the note taking but yes guys uh, pictures of Callum's dog upcoming on some sort of platform. <laughs> right. This was very enjoyable. Let's get out of here because they are turning lights off and that security man is going to be back. See you next week. <laughs>